CJ comes in and joins me. Baseball is back out here on the porch. A little B.O.B. projection from the National League first. Then we'll get into the American League. It's going to be fun. A little rapid fire at the end of the podcast. Our award winners. Baseball is back. Did record before the before the opening weekend. Kind of finished up. Uh, I don't think we changed anything yet. I'll have to check with CJ on that. But you guys know what to do. It's in the morning. Grab the coffee. Still south. It's in the evening. Grab the drink. Come on back. We're talking all things Major League Baseball out here on the porch. Little B.O.B. Let's go. Baseball's back, brother. And that's, a uh, you know, the opening series, I don't think we're as, <laughs> they're not as kind of maybe exciting as I thought they were going to be. And I think that's partially because they're games that they scheduled for a week later in the season. <laughs> Some of the marquee matchups got wiped out. Yeah, they probably did, but you know, like you said, it, it, it's a fun time, um, you know, because every fan base comes in kind of charged up, and so nothing um, quite like a opportunity, CJ. No, there, there's, there's really not, and so you, you get the opportunity to see, you know, get your first look at your squad and in games that actually count, and so. Um, oh man, no, when they I mean, put the bunting up in the ballpark, exciting. brother, like when you see the bunting. In the ballpark, you know, draped over every every corner of the stadium, you know, you see the opening week logo on the field, man. You're just like, all right, this is it. And for those that are wondering, bunting is the red, white, and blue uh, banners that you see throughout the ballpark. Uh, we're learning today, too, CJ. By the way, very educational show so far. Trying to be, man. Trying to be. Trying to help people out there a little bit. Um, I mean, man, there's there's nothing like it. Have you ever been to an opening day game, CJ, or home opener? Um, I have not, unfortunately, been able to do that. Dude, I will tell you. Um, been to three of them in Pittsburgh. And, man, no matter the weather, I've been to one where it's been, you know, 30 degrees. I've been to one where, like, there were snow flurries, but it was sunny. And then I've also been to one where it was, like, 75 degrees. You never know what you're going to get in those northern cities. In April, that's for sure. But, uh, man, there's just an electricity in the park. And also what's kind of nice about it is, like, you know that that game's not the be-all, end-all. Like, if you lose it, okay, whatever. It's just another baseball game. But the feelings before and during the game, and typically you always see pretty good pitching matchups as well, it it makes it special, man. Yeah, because, you know, opening day, you know, you're – more than likely going to get, you know, ace on ace, um, or at least, you know, the respective ace on ace, which is always kind of cool. So, yeah, no, opening day is definitely on the bucket list. Just not not had the opportunity to, to do it yet. Man, and hey, you know, hopefully you will eventually. And when you do, I know that you will feel that same feeling, man. No doubt. I mean, your, your opening day would be uh, a little chillier, up there in the Bronx, if you ever try and go there. I mean, I know you're not going to go to just some random team's opening day. You're going to go to a Yankee opening day. Yeah, it would definitely definitely probably be, be in the Bronx, um, you know, just because it is the Yanks. Uh, probably the only other team I'd probably consider maybe the Reds just because, you know, growing up in that proximity. and, and you know. Opening day in Cincinnati would be cool. I've always kind of heard about how awesome the, the parade is and – and some of the different other things that kind of go along with opening day in Cincinnati. And it's a tradition for them to, to be at home. And I see, I kind of want to know 
and, and hopefully we can kind of look this up before the end of the, the pod here and, and give people this answer. But when was the last time the Reds did not open up the season at home? I mean, I can't ever remember it. Hmm. And I've been watching baseball a long, long time. Pretty much since I was put on this earth and could start watching. It's probably in the crib watching. That's probably what undid the Pirates back in 91, man. You know, was me okay, being well, here, like here. just a little, little, little guy and, and Sid Breen, you know. Yeah, well, here's your answer. Major League Baseball officially recognizes the franchise as a Reds, historically awarding them the privilege of opening the openers and have hosted the outing only twice during this time. So starting in 1876, have they opened on the road? Whew. 1877, 1966, both due to weather. So 1966 is the last time before this year the Cincinnati Reds did not open up the season in Cincinnati. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's 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 insane. That really is insane. I mean, that's I mean, we're looking at like that's almost like 53 years. Mhm. My math might be bad there, real quick, and if it is, shame on me because you know it's baseball season and you gotta you gotta let the numbers take you where they need to take you there. But I mean, that's lunacy. That's that's absolutely absurd. Um, I do hope the Reds are back hosting at home next year. Probably be against the Pirates, and man, I'd love to go see that. Love to go see that eventually one day. A you know division series matchup in you know down there in in the uh, skyline chili city uh see the parade all that nine yards good buddy of mine thomas burt boyd the uh the avid reds fan that he is did it a couple years back and uh they end up beating the buckos on opening day in the great american small park so you know which is a another really awesome venue if you now now cj i have to ask you i have i have not to great american small park um I have tailgated outside of it numerous times for Bengals and uh, Cincinnati Bearcat, uh, actually football game against WVU a couple times, but I've never been inside it for a baseball game. The one thing I've heard from folks that have been around a lot of ballparks, they say just not a lot, not a lot to view. Like they should have turned it around and put it into the city, the, the, the view. And that's what Pittsburgh does is why it's baseball heaven. And that's why yeah, Cincinnati is great at small park. So yeah, it kind of depends. Now, well, when I went, it was a couple of years ago. Um, in uh, I believe in July, they were playing the the Cubs. Uh, we were kind of behind home plate. Um, uh, probably, I think second deck, maybe even third deck. We were we were kind of up there, but I mean, you know, you're in the ballpark; it doesn't really matter. The view from there is kind of cool because it's back over the river and you see the bridge and all that. That's kind of cool. But, yeah, if you're kind of on the sides or into the outfield, yeah, the view back is not, not fantastic. But, I mean, it, it's a really cool ballpark. They do a lot to kind of keep you engaged with it. Um, and, like you said, there, you, there, there's, there, there, there's going to be some, some home runs in that ballpark, especially in the summer. Huh. Will there ever be? 
Man, and I will say this. The one thing I do absolutely love, though, about Cincinnati out there, the Sturm Wheeler. Pretty sweet. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's – and, man, it, like you said, you go to a game there in the summer months, you should expect to see about three or four long balls. I don't even care who they're playing or how they're hitting at that point in time. The ball just flies out there in Cincinnati. With a little bit of uh, our predictions for the season, man. I'm going to make you start in a division in a place I know you don't want to start. Okay. And that is we're going to go with the National League first. Okay. Even though we had to, we had to give you the DH, so we're going to talk about it first here on the program. I don't think it was a fair trade for us, but whatever, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll work with it. Um, yeah. So CJ, let's, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk a little national league and we're going to go work back, uh, and go West first, the national league West. Do you see any team in that thing other than the Dodgers taking that home? I don't. Um, yeah. I, I think the Dodgers are, head and shoulders above everybody in that division. Um, and this is no disrespect to the Giants fans. They had everything break right last year. I just – there's no way you kind of get those fortuitous bounces again. Um, I like the Padres, but I don't like them enough to, to unseat the Dodgers in that in that division. See, man, I'll tell you this. I think you have an outstanding point about – the Giants and just everything. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be real. Everything went right for them last year on their way to somehow holding off the Dodgers and winning that division championship, right? But and I'll say this: I mean, they made moves. They're probably a, they're probably on paper a better team, but they're also a year older. And they were old as it was last year. I mean, they added Carlos Rendon. Um, they did lose Chris Bryant, uh, who, you know, went to Colorado in this division. Man, I actually think that the, the, the Giants fall back to third. I'll take the Padres at the two-hole Dodgers winning the division. I just think it's going to be tough for anybody, like you said, to take out the strength of the Dodgers. Um now, and especially considering they didn't win the division last year, right? Like, I just – you add Freeman, you know. I, now, the rotation for the Dodgers, we've talked about this before, does give me some serious, serious questions. But that lineup is so good. The bullpen is still pretty good. And let's be real, the Dodgers will add. There's no question about that. I guess I'll, I'll agree with you, CJ. We'll take the Dodgers as the West champion. Um now, we'll come back in here to fill into our, our wild card positions and playoff teams. Um, you know, we won't make, we won't put everybody on the spot on that yet. We'll get division winners, then we'll get into the, uh, the wild card squads uh, from each, each division. Um, so let's, let's get to the central there, CJ. Who you like in the central? Now, you know, I'll have some things to say about this because this is my division. Yeah, this, this is definitely your division. Um, for me, um, I actually, for me, looking it over, I actually settled on Milwaukee with my division. 
I, I love the two guys they have at the top of the rotation in Burns and Woodford. You know, Freddie Petrolia at three is, is a really good one. They've got a potential rookie of the year candidate. Um, and I don't expect Christian Yelich to continue to play that bad. I think he kind of comes back. I don't know if he has, you know, those, oh, my God, amazing numbers. But I think he comes back to a very, you know, all-star level. And the, my issue with the Cardinals is, is I look at the Cardinals like I did the Lakers in basketball. You got a bunch of old dudes, and I just don't see it holding up. I think it's fair. Although, man, I don't know, CJ. I, I, I will tell you this. The pitching that the Brew Crew has, I mean, it's top to bottom is, I would say, probably the best in the division, right? Like, I mean, you can throw Woodruff and Burns at people and then throw Peralta into that mix. And we talked about them last time. I mean, they're very high thought of in that pitching staff. Lauer's pretty good. You throw in – you throw in Andy Ashby, who's got some pretty daggone good stuff. I mean, that's a heck of a team, right? Yeah, and, um, and the bullpen is absolutely lights out. Oh, incredible bullpen. Um, I mean, when you can go Hater and then Devin Williams, and the thing about Hater is, you know, they can throw him and they will throw him a lot of times more than just the one inning. You know, they'll give him the ball, you know, two outs in the seventh and think nothing of it. Council has no issues with that. Man, I, I mean, but I'll tell you this, CJ. I think the team that wins this thing in the Central is the St. Louis Cardinals. Let me tell you why. I think when you look at that team, last year, I think they underachieved a good portion of the summer, and they found it at the end. And I think this year they're just going to be cohesively kind of more in tune together from start to finish, man. I mean, Goldschmidt was a, you know, was an ad that they had a few years ago. You throw them with Arenado, I think now will be comfortable this year. You still have Bader, who's playing well out there. O'Neal is very good. Carlson's coming into his own. You, you cannot underestimate and kind of undervalue the importance of Yachty Molina behind the dish. I mean, no, and, I would, and I how much he shuts down a running that. game. Wainwright, Correct. very, very solid. If Flaherty comes back and, and gives them what and there's the big and yeah. that's the big question mark for me is is there it's one of those nobody really knows and so I feel like if he misses a good portion of the season that that really changes a lot for them. I, I don't and see I'm gonna tell you this right now I don't think you're wrong about that but here's the other part and why and why I just kind of feel like the Cardinals will win this division in the end. And, and it's because of this right here. The rest of the division, you know, the Pirates, as much as I love the Pirates, you know, the Reds and the Cubs, none of those teams are making a serious push um, to being a contender, right? I mean, I just think that's just understood. I think it's, you know, it's, it's where they're at right now. I personally uh, just think the Cardinals will – do what the Cardinals do, and they'll find ways to win games versus the bottom half of the division, and they won't give away those games. And when they play Milwaukee, I think they'll be mono mono with them, and a lot of those games are from Milwaukee are in the back half of the season. You had pool holes back into this mix, dude. Man, they're a team of destiny this year in the Central. Give me the cards, man. Uh, and and I, I hate to I, say it. Yeah, but, but here's my issue. that That's not Albert – 
Pool. If it was Albert Pujols like eight years ago, okay. But yeah, but they're also hitting him sixth in the lineup. CJ, he's not. He's not. He's not expected to be the guy. I mean, they got Goldschmidt and and Arenado, and you know Carlson and O'Neill for that. You know, I mean. Yeah, but you do realize there's a large new bar is pretty like, good. I mean, you do yeah. realize that there's a small chance he could end up looking like A Rod did his last year. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, because guys get older, that just kind of tends to happen. He's already said this is his last year. Like I said, I I, I don't hate what the Cardinals have. It's just you start banking on old teams, that to me starts to get a little worrisome. And, you know, they're they're a couple of guys on long DL stints away from having a – from going from what could be a really good year to being an oh my god, what the hell happened here? I, you know what, I will tell you this, CJ. I think you're very correct about that. And we talked about this before about how the Central is kind of the most topsy turvy division in baseball. And I think that's fair. I, I will say though, I think you're right in your in your thought process of maybe the Brew Crew because of that part alone, right? Like. If if Milwaukee has a few dudes that that are not able to play, okay, they do have I think more depth, um, especially in the rotation, than the Cardinals do. I'm not sure if you know in the entire lineup through, they are that much stronger than St. Louis. But I mean, we didn't even mention you know. The Brewers added Andrew McCutcheon in the offseason. I think he'll have a resurgence. Hunter Renfro, you know, they still have Locaine out there. Uh, Yelly's due to, due to, you know, rebound in a big way. I mean, the Adamas trade last year for them was absolutely crucial. You think about adding Colton Wong, who's, you know, he used to be a Brewer killer with St. Louis. Now he's on their team. Um, you make some good points. I mean, you make some good points there. And maybe the more and more I look at it, the more and more, like, with my baseball mind, I'm thinking the Brew Crew is definitely the better squad. I just have a weird feeling about the Cardinals this year, CJ. That's really why I went with it. <laughs> oh, no, I can understand because, you know, every year, you know, you and I have been like, oh, yeah, this is the year the Cardinals just completely fold and they it win never seems to happen. Games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. So, no, I, I no, trust me, I, I don't feel 100% in my pick, but, you know. Well, I mean, it's baseball. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's it's the weirdest game. Round bat, round ball, weird things happen, man. And you try and square it up with a round bat and a round ball. So, I mean, yeah. you never know, man. And, and nothing no, – no sport is more uh, dependent upon the team chemistry and how things go early and, 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 and how you're playing, you know, at a, at a certain time when you play people. And it's, a, it's obviously a marathon, not a sprint. So – you know, long way to go. I will. I do want to get you on record here, CJ. Though, can you give me a? And we won't do this in any other division because, quite frankly, maybe other than your division in the AL East. But give me the three, four, five teams here, real quick. Who's in the cellar, and who is the team that uh, overachieved the most out of those three that are definitely in the basement of the division? Yeah, I've got, I've got it as. Pirates, Cubs, Reds is how I have three, four, and five. So you're saying the Buckos in third? Yeah. I, I, some of it's because I do like some of their young talent. Um, 
you know, the Reds are just extremely young. I just you, you don't know how that's gonna play. And the Cubs are in a complete and total yeah. rebuild. Yep. I think I think you got a good point there, CJ. I will say this. I think the Cubs are definitely the team of the group that finishes in the basement. Despite how today went both the Reds and the uh, the Cubbies winning on opening day and the Pirates was not enough for the Cardinals. I do like the Pirates young core. I think they've got a good depth of pitching coming up through. And we've we've talked about this, you know, kind of at at some length there um, in, in prior pod. But I love the core that the Pirates are, are putting together. And uh, by the way, today, CJ, on opening day, granted Hayes only got to play about an inning and an at-bat before he had to leave with a thumb cramp. Um, and they're going to be very protective of him. But they signed him to an eight-year, $70 million deal, dude. I love it for the Pirates. I think it's a steal considering what he could potentially be. And it's pretty good for him, too. You've been in the league now for essentially a COVID season and then half a year, you know, last year. And you're getting eight years and $70 million. Not bad for either side. No, no, definitely, definitely not. And I think – I think when you're kind of like the Pirates, you know, get 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 those young guys locked up. Um, it helps you further down the road, and maybe even helps kind of in free agency. Maybe not going it, after obviously the the big ticket guys, but getting extremely serviceable guys. What this does, CJ, you make a point, right? The Pirates did this with deals in the past with McCutcheon and Marte, and then you're able to add the AJ Burnett. You're able to add the Russell Martin. You're able to add those ancillary pieces, which end up being crucial for you in making a push into October, potentially. Um, I will say this, though, CJ. Came away impressed with the Reds uh, tonight. I like Tyler Maley. Uh, you know, if you still have Castillo, I think the question in the end will be how long and how fast are the Reds attempting to maybe potentially dismantle what they have? Um and that might be the thing in the end. If they can't hold on to it for a while, if they end up starting off hot, maybe they're able to kind of hold off the Buckos and the Cubs and finish in third. Um, my heart's telling me pick the Buckos, you know, pick the Pirates to finish in third. Young core. And granted, while we say this, I don't think any of these teams are truly threats or contenders. Like, I don't think any of them can sniff 85 wins. But, you know. All of them, it'll be fun as they battle it out versus each other there in the middle of the pack in the Central Division. Let's get over the NL East, though, CJ, real quick. Um, man, what do you think about this division? Okay, well, this division, I, there has been some working on in this division. Oh, yeah. There are some teams that have definitely done some things. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and had some things happen. Um and this is where I said we, we would probably have a discussion, and this is where I'm at. I actually finalized how I had this division. Okay, hit me with it. I've got the Braves winning it. Okay. Not by much. I've got the Phillies in second. The, mm. I couldn't trust Philadelphia to win it because I do like kind of their rotation and what they spent. But defensively, what I saw last year, they were horrendous. And I'm not trusting you to completely want to do that a year. So that's it for me. I've actually got the Mets third, 
simply just because, as usual, Jacob DeGrom, fantastic pitcher, but your best ability is availability, and once again, he's not going to be available for them until June. Best case scenario. <clears throat> that that hurts. Max Scherzer's going to miss at least one start. I mean, you're starting your third guy on opening day. No, no, Max Scherzer's starting tomorrow night, Friday night, buddy. Uh, game, game two. He, oh, game two. Okay, well, he didn't start today then. Yeah, he did not start tonight. Mets did get the win, though, versus the Nationals. Mind yeah. You. But it's also the Nationals who are going to finish dead last in that division and probably be lucky to sniff 65 wins. I think you're right about that. I don't think the Nats are where they've been. They're going to be a, definitely the 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 team in that division that I think the least of. I love the Marlins, CJ. That young pitching is very good. If they could ever get Sixto Sanchez back healthy, they might have the best one of the best rotations in baseball when you throw in Alcantara. You've got um, you have Pablo Lopez, who is very good. Um, you know, Max Myers, a guy who people rave about down there, pitching for the old Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, CJ. Um, man, what a name, by the way. That might be one of the best uh, minor league names there is. And, and you know, we're going to get into that later yeah, on down the line. Some minor what? league names, by the way. Yeah, Trevor Rogers. I, I, I never remember to say him, but he is phenomenal. And then old Jesus uh, Lizardo, who has always been thought of having really good stuff. Um, he's now in Miami in, in that pitcher's ballpark. You never know what might happen there. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing, and, and, and I'm with you. I, I really do kind of, you know, I love the Marlins staff, but the sad part is is their lineup is going to absolutely waste their pitching staff. Like, that's the sad part. And that's going to be the difference. They're just – they're. It's going to be – you remember when A-Rod was with the Rangers and they had to win games like eight, nine, ten runs? The, the Marlins are going to have to win games like one, two, nothing. Like that's how bad I think their lineup is at times. I don't think you're necessarily 100% wrong in that thinking, though, CJ, but I will say this for him. Brian Anderson was pretty solid last year. I do like the Jesus Aguilar uh, – Garrett Cooper, Cole Jorge Soler kind of combo they have there. DHing and playing a little outfield. Uh, Joey Wendell was a pretty good little player with Tampa. They've got him now. Jazz Chisholm, people like him. Um, adding Jacob Stallings, uh, who's one of the best defensive catchers in the game. It's another really good, solid move by, by the Marlins. I mean, man, but in the end, dude, you make a great point. They're not going to score enough runs. And quite frankly, I don't buy their bullpen either. And I think they might lose some games late because they don't get the insurance runs they need. Uh, I think you have a really good point there on that one, CJ, about the fish. Uh, I would love to put them that high, but I don't think I can. My team, man, that I think is going to win this thing, though, I think it's the Mets, brother. I know we've, you know, I know I kind of hit on it last time about how good I think the rotation is. Man, I think you will get DeGrom back in June. And when you add a guy of that ilk in June, I mean, that's big time, man. I mean, that's yeah, a, The question's going to be is, is what kind of shape does he come back in? I mean, I'm that, – That's going to be I'm, the real question. Well, and I think – I mean, that's a fair point to, to bring up that point. But let's also say this real quick. I mean, he's also Jacob DeGrom. I imagine he's going to come back and be fairly solid. Uh, and let's put it this way. Even if you get Jacob Degrom on like seventy five percent, 
that's probably one of the top twos in baseball in terms of rotation. I mean, he you plug him in, and then you throw him with Scherzer. You still got Cookie Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett, who's a one, uh, you know, last year out with Oakland. I mean, dude, that's an, a phenomenal staff, plus the addition of – Starling Marte patrolling center field for the Mets. I mean, man, I, I just I just think that's a team, man. And I know they're the Mets, and I know everyone wants to kind of give the Mets always down the road because, well, they're the Mets, and, you know, the Mets are going to Met, right? But, man, I got to yeah, tell you, Yeah, but, CJ, I mean, it's, just, it, 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 it's an injury on a rotation that, you know, quite frankly, kind of has some durability worries. And I think, I think that's that, fair, but you don't have Cinder Grom anymore. I think that's, you know, Cinder Grom. Whew. Cinder guard. Sorry there, CJ, buddy. I tell you what, wanted to bring those two guys together. I think everyone in New York wanted one of those two to be on the mound together for a long time. For a, it never seemed to happen. Um, man, also underratedly, they got Mark Hanna, who was a really good player in Oakland. Uh, I mean, man, I, I just, I just think you know Lindor's going to bounce back in a big way. I believe this year he's way too talented to see what happened to him last year. Uh, I know you're not a big Pete Alonzo guy, but dag on CJ, the guy can absolutely mash on a baseball. The polar bear can. I just like that team, man. I think they're a playoff team. And as do I think the Phillies and the Braves are too. I think potentially you get three teams um, out of the East, and you may you may only get maybe you know. I I mean potentially you might only get the division winner. Uh, or the other wild card out of the other. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you because I, I could see the East easily putting three teams in the playoff. Um, I, and I see come out of the West. I don't know. A lot of it's going to depend kind of on what happens, you know, in the Central, you know, or we, like we talked, you know, with the, with the Cardinals and the Brewers. Um, yeah, that That's going to be what's really fascinating. Um, coming down the stretch because you got three three good teams in the East. Um, you know, definitely one really good one in the West. You know, could have maybe you know the Padres should be should be. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think you got to throw the Padres and the Giants into that mix too, though. I, I'd throw the I would not. I don't hesitate to throw the Padres in it. I hesitate a little on the Giants just right now, just because I feel like last year was. Like you said, it was the Braves kind of lightning in a bottle almost. Same like, for the Giants. I mean, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. With the Giants, it was just so unreal how they were winning games, and they won a bunch of close games. Like, the laws of probability say you should lose those than they did, or at least a handful more than they did. Mm-hmm. And they just continue to win one, two-run games which is the mark of a good team, but we all know how that works, especially in baseball, right? That pendulum always swings back. It's like turnovers in football. You can create a bunch one year and the next year have none. Like that oh, pendulum's going to swing. It's totally cyclical. Now, granted, the Giants still could do enough to be a pretty daggone good team again this year, and then like a year or two down the road from now, they don't win any of those games. I mean, that's a very real possibility too. Yeah, nope, and that's, that's fair as well. Uh, I mean – CJ, you know, it's, it's funny, though, because you add that additional team, and, man, it really opens up some possibilities, um, especially in especially in a division like the NL East and the AL East, both those which have essentially, you could say, heading into the season, four teams in each of those divisions that could truly compete um, for the playoffs, I think, in each of those two divisions. Um, so, CJ, 
I think we've 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 hit on the East a good bit here. Let's go ahead here real quickly though and finalize our playoff teams in the East. I'm gonna say, man, I think the Dodgers win the West. I think the Mets win the East. I think the Cardinals win the Central. I'm gonna go with the Bravos being the top team in the wild card. I'm gonna go ahead and say Man, that's tough because I think there's seven teams. I think there's a top seven in the National League that is like absolutely phenomenal, and that and that includes um, Philadelphia, San Diego, Milwaukee. Those seven teams, and then it's like the Giants are kind of a, a back there in eighth in my book. And then the other seven teams, it's like oh boy, I don't see them contending at all. Um, maybe other than Miami, if they could maybe add a bat later on if they really were pitching well and won a bunch of games. But that's I mean, it's really tough to kind of nail down those that kind of those other teams in the playoff, man. Because it's it's like I'm sitting here and I'm like, I have to leave out either Milwaukee or San Diego if I think Philly's gonna make it. Yeah. Cause I mean because I and that that's what's tough for me too. And I actually, I've actually got the Cardinals just missing out on it. Um, and and what's hard for me on that one is, is I really do like the Padres. For me though, my one hesitation with them is Fernando Tatis Jr. How long is he out when he comes back? How long does it kind of take him to really get back into taking live pitching? those kind of things like that's a real concern because he's a big part of that lineup and a big part of that clubhouse. Oh, absolutely. Um, and let's be real about it too. Tatis last year had some injury concerns and had to go play the outfield. So, I mean, what do you, yeah, what's so, going on there? Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of the tough one. Seven really good teams and there's only six spots. Um, I think it's going to come down to pro- more, the NL more than likely going to come down to the last day. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I would love for it too. Um, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, real quickly here, let's go ahead while we're on the topic. Who do you see as being the teams that are playing in the National League Championship Series, and who do you have winning? Um, I've got the Dodgers in the Championship Series. And I've – And shockingly enough, actually, I've got him playing the Brew Crew. Okay, I mean, I can, you know, I mean, I can see it. Milwaukee just, has a very good team. Milwaukee's that team because of their rotation, because of their bullpen. Man, you get them in a playoff series, and they can just absolutely lock you down. And we've seen countless times, you know, pitching in the postseason is usually the. Well, and you know, last year, speaking just, of the postseason and pitching, I mean. Milwaukee, you thought was going to, you know, had the upper hand right against Atlanta, and Atlanta just, you know, found a way after losing Game One to to just outpitch them. And I, I still have some concerns about Milwaukee and their bats in big, big games. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I, that's what. No, that's why I would take the Dodgers winning that series, just because the firepower in the lineup is better. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see that being a six, seven game series. because um, yeah. I think well, Milwaukee's good enough to keep them in the series. But I'm with you. I don't know if their lineup 
in big moments has enough to, to find a way to beat that that what the Dodgers can just roll out one through yeah. nine. Yeah, and so I mean, CJ, you know, you, you did what I what I thought you might do, and you went chalk on me, which is okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say though, I will take a, a NLCS that does not involve the Dodgers. I'm going to say, give me the Mets, and I'm going to have them playing against. Mm, I'm going to have him playing against the Padres, CJ. I'm going to tell you why. Love the Padres rotation. And, man, the Padres are showing that they are not afraid to spend money. Um, and they're not afraid to make moves. I mean, picking up Trevor Rogers, you know, to be in, that, to be in the bullpen there. The uh, <laughs> Actually, excuse me, Taylor Rogers, because Trevor is the Miami Marlins hurler, but his brother, pretty good reliever with the Twins, um, got him. They made moves last year that they needed to make. I love the Padres. I mean, I think they've got a damn good team. If Tatis comes back, I think they're a phenomenal squad. Man, but I'm going to tell you this, CJ. Um, I think the Mets, man. I think the Mets pitching, and I think at that point in time, let's be real about this real quick. If they need to add some bats or need to add something to the mix, if they're in, if they're in the mix, they'll go do that. And I think the Mets are going to represent the National League in the World Series. And, you can, and you'll probably be able to play this back here. We get a little closer to October and have a real good laugh on it. But I really like the Mets, man. And I think it's just you add Scherzer and you add Marte. I mean, that's a lot of games you just won. You know, and I know war is a big thing. And you don't – it's, you know, how easy is it to really – to actually figure out how many games these players actually really make a difference for you in. But, I mean, dude – the presence that Scherzer brings to that mound, adding to Grom back middle of the summer when they will, the rotation's strong enough to make it through without him right now. And I think the defense that Marte will bring to them in center field is is just second to none in terms of the way he patrols patrols an outfield. And that arm is incredible still. And they make good pieces and moves everywhere else. And I think Lindor bounces back big time this year. Give me the Mets, CJ. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, you make, I mean, extremely valid points and, you know, that's, that's the fun part of doing this. Hey, you, you know, just don't want to see the Mets because if they come up against your bombers, you might just shit your pants. We, we've seen it once. I uh, <laughs> won the series four to two. Thank you. It has, you know, yeah, I think you might actually won that in five, buddy. Yeah, it might have even been four one. Yeah. Yep, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, all, all, all I know is is the the first game there in Queens, Jeter hit one that's probably still flying around somewhere in the river there. Oh man, if it if it has, it's probably made it to the bottom there with the fish. was like the Sopranos. <laughs> it's been a long time since that happened. Let's get over to the AL, buddy. Um, and I'll let you start. Do you want to start with the East, or do you want to save that for the end, like we did here in the National League? You want to go AL West first? Yeah, we can go out of the West first. That's fine. What are you thinking, buddy? I mean, for my money, this division is one of the, I think, one of the harder ones to handicap because I think that Houston's that team we always kind of want to forget about, but yet they're they're going to continue to be pretty good. I think Oakland is a team that has all the pieces to be good but never seems to be able to pull that last little thing they need and they lost some guys in the offseason and then the angels potentially have the most talent top of the billboard like dude you know 
but yet they lack in terms of depth, especially in the rotation of the bullpen. Although the bullpen now has been solidified, though, so I maybe take that back about the bullpen, but they could just use something else. Now, granted, I think they could go get it. That's why I think the Angels might be a sneaky pick out west to finally win a division. Yeah, it, I'm with you. It's hard to handicap. My issue with the Angels is because we've seen that. Yeah, I mean, because there are some issues there. You know, like you know, can can everybody stay healthy? You know, Syndergaard being one of those guys. You know, he's not. You know, he's had some durability issues. Um, but here's the thing, though, CJ, with Syndergaard pitching a new league. Yeah, but Syndergaard is like their third or fourth guy. I mean, okay, I don't but know. then, but okay, but let's let's address let let's let's address the elephant in the room with the Angels, and this is my biggest issue with the Angels, and I'm probably going to find myself in the minority part of this conversation. But the Angels are going to have to make a decision probably within the next year or two, as it relates to Otani. The reason I say that is. You're at the major league level. One craft will have to be better than the other. You're not going to be able to split the time between the two of them and be great at both. It's too hard. Hey, it's too much. And CJ, I think at some point they're going to have to make the decision. And that that's going to event that they're going to have to make that. And here's my thing is everybody wants to talk. Yeah. Otani can pitch. He's got good stuff. But let's also not forget that we get wrapped up in sometimes he does the spectacular, but then we gloss over the fact that he he stadium in August last year and gave up eight runs in two innings. I mean, dude, I, but I get where you're coming over from because there. they came back and won because the Yankees bullpen absolutely just shitted itself. Well, but, I mean, it does that does happen on time to time. I mean, here's the thing, right? And that does happen time to time. But what I'm saying is, is it's not like he put up overwhelming numbers on the mound. I mean, I don't know, CJ. He was nine and two with a three point one eight ERA, dude. He literally, um, I mean, yeah, but a lot of those I mean, dude, at the really bottom of that division that was god awful. Well, I don't know, dude. I mean, I'll say this real quick. You go nine and two. You took the ball 23 times. You had an ERA of 3.18. You struck out 156 guys in 130 innings. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, you end up hitting, you know, uh, I mean, you end up hitting what? CJ, I'm I'm struggling here to try and remember, find out how many home runs Shohei had last year. But it was an absurd number. Um yeah, he had a bunch, and here's going to be the other thing too. And this is what I've, you know, have you and I have kind of had this conversation. Is here, here's my thing with him as well. Is Ichiro's first year over here, he smacked the cover off the ball. Then he had a couple years where he had to learn to adjust because pitchers will learn to adjust to pitch to him. The way you get him out is the same way you get Ichiro out. If you get it into either his hand. That's where he has the most trouble because of the way that they teach to hit over there. Now, he'll do what Ichiro did and what professional hitters do. You make the adjustment, but that's where then I'm coming into the conversation of going, okay, well, which one then suffers? Your training time on the mound or your training time in the cage? 
because there's only so many hours in a day. That, and that's dude, where and my question with him then comes in. Now, if we're sitting here four years from today and he's still doing both and doing both at a high level, then all right, cool, I'll admit I was wrong. But I, the reason I don't think you've seen guys do what he's doing isn't because guys do. I don't think your body, because of the craft that both require, makes it very, very tough. Because it's, see, it's I, training I, your I, body two different ways. See, I, I think you. I mean, I think you make a point, man. I really do, and you're definitely the minority on that. Um, man, I don't know, dude. I just, I, I just know this: the guy was absolutely phenomenal last year. Now, granted, he was not great in the 2020 season. He barely did anything, and in 2019, his first year in the bigs, he was just kind of a in a in every kind of hitter and he was you know didn't really pitch all that much either that year so I get where you're coming from I think you allow him to do it as long as you can um but man you make a good point I mean you've already committed to it but and here's my other question and this is going to be the one that there's going to be some baseball people that just read me and that is perfectly fine you want to know what my biggest issue with the angels is and my biggest trust issue with them is Hit me. The guy sitting on the bench. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I you're not getting any argument from me on that, buddy. Well, I know I wouldn't from you, but there are people that love Joe Madden, and I'm just like, there are times he tries to be the smartest damn guy in the room, and he ends up killing himself. I've seen more than a few times where he's made some mistakes that you're kind of like, whoa, what are we doing here? Um, that, and, that, and, that, and that's my, my concern now, with them, and that – that division is is very very tough because you want to write the Astros off as dead, but good lord, Man, good luck I mean, you that. can't though, CJ. Like the more and more I start looking at the Astros here, as we're kind of talking about the division, I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, Cal Tucker's phenomenal. Oh yeah, Michael Brantley. Oh yeah, that Jordan Alvarez guy can absolutely mash and is a stud. He's so big. You you've got, you know, you still you have Verlander back. You still have Bregman over there, who's no one talks about, but it's phenomenal. Altuve's good. You're you 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 Curiel is pretty damn good. I mean, you look at that bullpen; they go top to bottom. Like Stanek, Presley, Naris, Pedro Baez are good. You add in that you've got like Luis Garcia, who they don't even consider as like key cogs in rotation, but was phenomenal in the postseason. McCullers was absolutely sensational last year in October. Um, Ver, like you said, Verlander's back. Your Keedy's pretty good. Fran Bravada has taken the ball tonight and has thrown an absolute gem against the Angels. So, like, man, that's tough to, to discount the Astros. want to, and as much as I – CJ, you might have to bang on the trash can for me because if I bang on it, the dogs will go nuts, and I'm not having that um, late night yeah, here well, tonight. And then, or, yeah, are we and past then, the banging on the trash can days with these guys? Uh are we you past know, it yet? You know, that's an interesting question. I, I'm, I'm going to go with, for me, I am. And here's what pushed me over. Is Brian Cashman, the GM of my Yankees, coming out and going, well, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> like, just, just, just stop. Okay, it happened. Let's move on. Stop. All right. Now, Brian, I'm done. Like, 100% agree with you about that, CJ, by the way. Now, 
Here's blaming every Cage, blaming the whole entire drought the Yankees have had when that is ridiculous. And he did. Yeah, and he did. Now here's my thing. If it would have been Paul O'Neill or David Cohn or Michael Kay, okay, somebody with the Yes Network, okay, fine. You know what? That's part of your gig, do it. You're the GM, dude. Just let it go. I'd agree. By the way, CJ, seeing where Coney is now going to be a part of the Sunday Night Crew on ESPN, how do you feel about that? I like it. I'm actually a big David Cohn fan. I think I, the guy could be a minor league manager. Uh, the guy knows the game. It, 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 it's it's going to be phenomenal. I, I kind of enjoyed him tonight. Uh with Ravitch and Perez, which for me, if you know me, if somebody can make me enjoy Ravitch and Eduardo Perez, then you're doing something special. Because uh, Ravitch is just, man, ESPN continues to shove him down our throats like he's the number one baseball guy. And I don't understand it because I don't think he's that yeah. good at all. And then I'll tell you I, this I, too. I don't have a ton of issues with Ravage. At times he gets on my nerves and he grades me. To me, Bukshambi should be. Oh, I agree. Bukshambi should love be the number one guy for baseball. And love, for some love, reason, love, they, love can, me from they continue to throw Ravage out there like he's their best baseball announcer. And it's like, no, he's not. Well, it, it, it's better than some of the guys they put out there. No, it's, I don't know, buddy. Ravage is pretty in- insufferable, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you had him. I take him over Bob. Cal- I take him over Bob Costas. Oh no way, no way. Bob Costas is a great baseball announcer. Um, anyway, I do want to get on this point real quick. Eduardo Perez tonight said, "Admittedly, open this on the air. I could not barrel up a curveball." Now you tell me something real quick. The dude played in the major leagues for a decade. His father was a Hall of Famer with the Big Red Machine. And he openly admitted on national TV on opening day, like no other game is on. If you're a baseball fan and you don't have the MLB package, you were watching this this Reds and Braves game, and he said he could not barrel up a curveball. I mean, now in his point, he was bringing up about, you know, you don't want to chase, and most guys throw curveballs because they want you to chase. You know, but, I mean, don't tell people that on national TV. Have a little self-respect for yourself. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of dig the 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 odyssey that comes with it. I guess. At but least. good lord, I mean, yeah. give me a Rod then to talk about it. At least he knows how to hit. You know what I mean? Like, True. Don't give me Eduardo on the national game of the week. I'm sorry, just don't do it. That's, that's all no. I got to say about that. No, I mean, no, I, I'm with you. I want to give you one more team out west that I'm kind of interested in in watching. And, and we talked about it the last time, and it's you know because of how the hell they were still in the playoff chase with as bad as their run differential was. But Seattle. that would be with yeah, Seattle. All right. Now, granted they've got some, you know, uh Jared Kelnick's gonna have to make some strides, but you know, Julio Rodriguez, rookie of the year, he's on the roster, should be better. Then you had Jesse Winkler, you had Suarez. I don't know if the rotation is quite good enough, but if I that don't team think, continues to don't make think strides. But if that team continues to make strides in in a couple of years, I mean, that could be a really good ball club. Oh, I mean, CJ, let's think about this real quick. They came out of nowhere last year, like Randy Orton, RKO, to somehow be in that mix at the end of this thing. I think you got a really good point about some of these young players they have. We also didn't mention Kyle Lewis in that mix. He's pretty good. 
Ty France had a good year. Mitch Haniger. You throw in you throw in Adam Frazier, who they got this offseason, who I mean was a walking hit last year for the Buckos. Mm-hmm. I like that team, but I think you bring up a very good point about man, I don't know I don't know what I think or how I can absolutely at all trust that pitching staff. Now that bullpen's okay, but the starting staff, eh. I would not trust that at all going into a playoff series versus versus anybody. Now, I will say, bullpen, they did a lot there to try and improve. I mean, Diego Castillo is pretty good. Seawald's got some nasty stuff. You throw in Sergio Romo. Yeah, they got Robbie Ray. But, I mean, I just don't see Robbie Ray and Marco Gonzalez being, like, the key cogs that get me into the – I mean, Robbie Ray was phenomenal last year. and he. But then again, he could fall apart. I mean, he had a great year, but, I mean – you know, the year before that, he was absolutely horrendous with Arizona. Uh, you well, know, Chris yeah, Flexen was pretty good last year yeah. for them. I mean, he won 14 games. So I don't know. Maybe they do have enough to contend, and they might go all in to CJ. I mean, that's the thing. Seattle might make a move. You know, they have a good system. They could add another arm out there. I would really, really consider them out west. Yeah, that to me is just kind of an interesting Texas and Oakland, I mean, those are both teams kind of, going into rebuild mode um you know so but i think ultimately for me it, it, it to me until otherwise happens the the aos is going to be kind of like you know big 12 basketball was about three years ago until somebody beats houston i'm just yeah them at the top it's i would agree with that i agree with that cj it's pretty tough to to knock them off till somebody tells them till somebody does it right i mean yeah i will tell you this though cj you know, we kind of poo-pooed on the Rangers. Um, but, man, they're all, probably a lot better than we think. You I, I added Seager. Now, granted, lineup-wise, yeah, I think they're going to be better in that way. But, I mean, the outfield to me is still problematic. The starting rotation isn't. Man, I like Dane Dunning. Pretty good player. They added John Gray, who's not in Colorado anymore. Taylor Hearn's got electric stuff. You had in Jack Leiter at some point in time this summer. I'm just saying, I don't think the Rangers are nearly as bad as what we think, but I will say this. Their bullpen is going to be a big-time issue for them. It might cost them games. I hope the Rangers are playing decent baseball, CJ, because I'm going to see them at the beginning of September when I go watch a game at Fenway. I want to see that game maybe mean something. I won't lie. Okay, so let me ask you this. Over, under 65 wins. Over. Easily. I actually made that bet today, too, on them. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I really kind of want to take the under on that. That's it's each their own. Um, CJ, we talked a lot about the West just now. Let's get to the Central. Uh, and, man, I don't think we have to talk nearly as long. I think there's one team. I think it's the easiest division to handicap in baseball. Give me the White Sox all day. Yep. Yep, no, All I, day. I completely agree with you. Um, absolutely love love them, and their City Connect uniforms might be the best ones. Oh, hit me with – is black, that – It's the black with the white pinstripes just the south side and the script. Ooh. It's pretty slick. Now, I will say this. The Nationals released theirs. Oh, the, the, the cherry, flowers the on cherry it. blossom. Yeah, the cherry yeah. blossoms on it. That, that one's pretty – 
pretty sick. But right now, the the White Sox to me for that is still the leader in the club. But uh, I mean, um, man, yeah. the White Sox are I, the I'm team. With you. Though, the White dude. Sox are good. I mean, they added some pieces even in the off season, like to bolster themselves. Like, think about this real quick. They added AJ Pollock like a week ago. Like they've got literally Garcia just kind of chilling down there. Eloy Jimenez. Abreu, you're going to DH a little bit. Luis Robert, if he stays healthy, is, I mean, an absolute freak. You got Andrew Vaughn, who's battling for time out there, who people really think highly of. I mean, Tim Anderson is one of the best shortstops around. Um, they've got, I mean, I say this too. They had a Josh Harrison to play a little second base for him. Man, you know my love for Jay Hay. Um, I mean, then you think about that rotation that they have with Cease, Jolito. Lance Lynn, Michael Kopech, Dallas Keuchel's a five for you. They could yeah, bring well, crochet in potentially at any point in time. That bullpen's yeah, well, really good too. Well, but see, that's the thing is crochet. You know, he's coming back. You know, he's got Tommy John's thing. That's that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. And Lance Lynn's actually sidelined till June. So Doesn't I, matter I for that team though. I, I think their gap is diminishing a little, but I don't think it's diminished enough for it to matter. Plus, you got Tony Roos behind the on, on the bench. True. Very, very true. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's and, – and that's going to be interesting, too, is because he's got a lot of young guys. He's an older dude. Did they get some of that learning curve crap out of the way last year, right? Because he, he took some heat for – Oh, I think they did. Some stuff last year. I, 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 do, I do, too. I think the clubhouse has kind of got a feel for him. He's got a feel for them now. And I think they kind of put it by behind him. Um, you know, so – but, no, I'm – I think it was behind him last year, CJ. I, hey, so I, I think it, it took them a couple of weeks, but I do think it, they got it behind them because you, know, you just got to let it get out of the news cycle at that point. But um, yeah, but no, I do like the White Sox um, in that division. The Twins now, are CJ, interesting. I, will say. I was going to say, who's the team that you look at and say they got a chance to at least compete with them? Well, I mean, not compete, but who's the second place team? I like Cleveland's pitching even though they're the Guardians and the logo's terrible and all the rest, but I like their pitching. Um, you make a good point about the Twins, though, too. Little, man. Yeah. No longer, um, no longer at the Hanky Dome, though, unfortunately. Target Fields, they snowed out. Outdoor stadium. Yeah. No, I they mean, got I, panicked I really, today, like, by the way, though. Yeah, I mean, I really kind of like... Yeah, I like what they did. You know, they added Sonny Gray. Obviously, Carlos Correa was the big one. Um you know, but it, it kind of flew under the radar for you, and it's a very – I love this because it's a very nice kind of low-risk, high-reward, but Chris Archer's kind of an interesting sign. <laughs> Here's what I mean by that. If it doesn't pan out, you lose nothing, but if he pitches decently, then okay, cool, all right, it's a win. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, to them, I don't think they expect a ton out of him, but if he could be – a guy you put out there is, you know, your fourth or fifth guy and he pitches decently, all right, that that helps and that adds depth to that rotation. I mean, fair point on that, CJ. Fair point on that. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying um, he's going to be your number two guy or your number three guy, but if he can be a guy to back into that rotation who can go out there and, hey, Chris, we just need you to get a six. six hey, well, CJ, timeout. If you ask him to get you six, that'll never happen. The dude can only throw four innings. He loves striking out dudes. He doesn't care about – he'll walk as many guys as it takes to get pile up Ks. I mean, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He has some troll issues here lately. Archer does. 
I think you got better guys in rotation than Joe Ryan is a young stud. Like you said, Gray, Bundy, um, dude, Kenta Maeda will be back. Back last year, West Virginia connection there with him, by the way, too, out of old AB, uh, had a fin- had a year in 2020 that was like, wow, where'd this guy come from? Um, I don't know, man. I definitely help him. I think in the end, though, man, the the central, um, it's it's one teams to lose. Uh, granted, the Tigers made a big splash, uh, adding Austin Meadows. They got Eduardo Rodriguez as well to to be their ace. But I mean, I think it's pretty pretty fair to say that the Royals and the uh, the Tigers are the two worst teams in that division. Although Kansas City did bring up their number one prospect and Bobby Witt uh, to start the season, one of the best in baseball. They're still ways away too, though. Yeah, they are. Now, I, I do like what the Tigers did, I, but I think they're to really be in conversation. I think it's going to be next year. I, I think I, that's when I, they they take that step. I, I, I think, think I would take the there. Royals over the Tigers, though. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of that maybe. Yeah, and a lot of that depends on how some of the the young guys go. I'm with you. I'm not real high on the Guardians. They're. I just don't. I don't like their everyday the talent around Reyes yeah. and and Ramis. They spent a ton on Jose I, Ramirez. I get why you sign Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez? I get it, but that's a ton. They're really probably the only real true bat in that lineup. I agree. I agree with you about that. They did spend a lot of money for a guy who's essentially got to do everything for him. I will say this though, CJ, if you're if you're making me pick between, you know, man. For making me pick between all of those teams, the more and more I look at the Royals, I kind of like what they're trying to do. The only thing that I have an issue with is the starting pitching. Does it really blossom for them? Um, but again, this is the White Sox division to win, and I think if they do it correctly, they should win a lot of games and maybe just maybe have the best record in the American League, which would come really handy come playoff time. Um, have those games there in October at guaranteed rate. And uh, granted, they did have him last year against the Astros and didn't mean a damn thing. So who knows? Um, well, and I think they're going to have an opportunity to have the best record simply because of is the division we're yep. headed to in the East is everybody's going to beat up on each other. I mean, CJ, I'll go ahead and take this first because I know you're going to want to dive into it. It is your division. Um, man, other than Baltimore – there are all four of these teams' names in a hat, and you could pick any one of them, and I wouldn't be shocked if any of the four won the division. I would say probably would be most shocked with Boston. Um, I think then the other three to me, your Yanks, Tampa Bay, and then the upstart resurgent Toronto Blue Jays are the three that I really, really key on. I think about making the pick. Jays because of Manoa, Barreos to go along with what they did in that bullpen, adding some pieces. Uh, in that offense, I mean, they can absolutely mash. Yeah, they can. Here's here's my thing, and this is this was division was tough for me to handicap, and I'm not talking just because of and I and I did take my Yankee homerism out of it because there's some there's some questions I have for a lot of teams in this division not counting Baltimore because we all know what Baltimore's issues are. But 
I want to see a full year out of Alex Menard. He's got fantastic stuff. Big fan of his. But let you know, but guys like him, I I want to see a full full year at the big league level in, in Toronto. Stay out of you know injury issues. You know, obviously George Springer being hurt last year hurt them. Can he stay healthy? Can they not? Can the injury bug not bite at the worst possible time? Because unfortunately, that's just that's a part of it. Um, it is. They, it is. And and they outside of Springer and Biggio last year didn't have a whole lot of real big issues. So how, how does how does that play? But those are two really really big issues, CJ. And man, I mean, let's just be honest about it real quick. I mean, they have some absolute studs at the plate. I mean. They Oscar Hernandez, Vladdy Jr., Springer. You know, they added Remel Tapia, who's a good little, good little, uh, you know, kind of on-base guy and has some speed. You added Matt Chapman to play third base now. That was one of their weaknesses was, was Vladdy potentially over at first defensively. No longer. I mean, Kevin Biggio's got to kind of fight his way onto the field, a, a generational guy like that. I mean, the bullpen is – is actually very much improved with the addition of Yemi Garcia. Uh, you had in Ross Stripling down there. Jordan Romano was great last year. Man, that team is is absolutely primed to win the damn thing in the East this year. I don't think there's any question Correct. about it. Correct. It, but and, and here's the other two things. One, the, I'll hit the first one first, is, how well do they play with the expectation, right? They weren't supposed to, you know, they weren't the heads on favor to win that division like they are this year. So the expectations, if guys struggle to win the division play? this year. And, and you looked at any, because then I pulled multiple projections and I'm talking all the betting sites. I'm talking uh, four or five different baseball sites. All have the Blue Jays win in that division. See, that's crazy to me. I, Anywhere I, I, I from two games to three. I would not have thought that, CJ. I would have thought that would have been a very kind of balanced. Everyone, everyone kind of had yeah, a different have, team every which way going. Yeah, I mean surprise, everything surprise I've seen. That. Yeah, that and I was kind of a little too. So the question is, how do, how do you handle that expectation? And here's the other one, and this is not political; it's just a legitimate thing. Is we talked about your lifting the vaccine mandate, Canada hasn't. How does that affect teams that have to go play in Toronto? Could it help? It could benefit the Jays. It could. So that to me is kind of an interesting one to see how that plays out because nothing's really been said about that. So who knows how, but also how long trying to make it right. right. How long does that last? That right. Kind of an interesting little, little question, which I think makes, handicapping this one just just a smidge funky um, yeah just a little tough I, I i get where you're coming from there um but hmm, to I me mean, i do have this division coming down to probably the last weekend um, now hey hey cj let's ask this question real quick i want to hit on these four teams real fast and what do you see as being their the thing that absolutely is the achilles heel for each team so i think in toronto you're saying you're just a little unsure of some of the pitching, even though it's very talented. You want to see it for more of a season, and then the vaccine questions, you're not sure. 
What are your yeah, questions I, I with the Red pitching, Sox? Yeah, I want to see that pitching for a year in the race. And for the Rays, it's they've. I know they're going to continue to try and do it like they've always done it before, but at some point you go down into that well so many times. At some point, the bucket's got to come back up empty. You know, uh, Wander Franco. <laughs> you say that, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I know. And, and the Wander Franco kid is a fantastic player, and I do think you know the hype on him is real. But let's scale it back. Like, there's people out there. Let's let's slow that train down for five seconds, dude. I don't know, buddy. If he if he puts together a full season, he could be a electric. He's pretty yeah, good. I, like I said. And they've got a wealth of arms and all that. I just don't know lineup-wise in that division. Are you going to be able to to slug out some games? And I don't know if that's what they really want to do. And when you look at what New York, Toronto, and Boston can do offensively, that that that's kind of worrisome because I think all three of those teams got better. And they did it in ways the Rays – won't do it or can't do it and so and you know what that's that's a fair point cj i get where you're coming from with that about tampa um i will say this absolutely like that rotation while you don't know it like you will know it you know what i mean like in baz they didn't keep him um them moving austin meadows was a little bit of a shock for me was not did not expect to see that um, I just, they still I got still got our boy Randy Rosarena too, though, buddy. I mean, man, he can yeah, play. I, the Austin Meadows one didn't moving them didn't shock me when they did did because uh, he's a guy that's coming up towards the you know he was going to start to command money. Tampa was going to trade him. I figured it would be closer to the deadline than the beginning of the year. So you had a yeah. moving Meadows. I, I yeah. I mean, I guess it's I guess I could see. It happening. I just didn't. I I guess I didn't expect it when I saw it happen. You still have Brandon Lau, by the way. You know, and that's you better pronounce it Lau. It's not Lau. Yeah. Um, that Brandon Lau kid is what you would just call a baseball player. You could put him anywhere. Uh, and, and he, you know, it's <laughs> weird though because his average isn't great, but yet, daggone it, he hits home runs, RBIs, gets on base, phenomenal player. Um, and if it, and if he gets on in RBI positions, he drives guys out. Yeah, he does. Like and he had a terrible August – or excuse me, had a terrible April and May last year. And then he still did what he did. Man, puts together for a full – or as much of a season as you can possibly potentially put together in six months. Could be scary. CJ, biggest question about the Red Sox. Go. Pitching. Uh, pitching. Their bullpen isn't real good. Uh, the starting rotation lacks depth. Chris Sale is injured again. Um proving to be probably one of the worst contracts in baseball right now because um, he's hurt a bunch. And then here's two other things that I, that I find interesting that Xander Bogarts and Raphael Deppard, they went into spring training with the objection of getting those two guys signed. Both guys have rejected extensions. Bogarts can opt out of his contract at the end of this year. And Devers is a free agent at the end of the year. Hmm. So you're saying you think there might be some trouble in paradise? Yeah, because Devers wants paid and Bogarts wants big time paid. 
I'm, and here's my thing. I don't begrudge anybody who wants, who wants to get paid. I mean, Bogarts has proven he's one of the, you know, he's very, very good. Devers has gotten better every year, but you go in and go, okay, this is what we want to get done. And you can't get anywhere close to done. And the reports coming out are saying that both sides for both guys are nowhere close. That, you know, so mm, that's six months season though, true. CJ, you never know. True. Yeah, true. But how many teams really like doing negotiations during the year? Like it pulls away from everything else. And Not many, the... but the one sport where it's a little easier to do that in is baseball. You true, got six months. You do have, you do have all that time, but for me, the biggest issue, biggest issue I have with Boston, you know, is, is, is I don't think they have enough in that division. I I think I agree with you, CJ. I will say this: I think the Red Sox last year got off to such a hot start, and they were playing such good baseball. They kind of fell off for a while. They found a way to level back off. Found a way to find a way to get into the playoffs. I think their bullpen is okay i don't think it's phenomenal by any means um i don't necessarily the rotation is kind of it's it's just interesting i mean pavetta could have has potential to be really really good tanner howick's been good in the past i mean rich hill's a nice addition avaldi's been an absolute you know stud at times but yeah i think i'm with you on that man i don't know if i love him and in that al and then in that AL East, you've got to be elite. And I'm just not sure the Red Sox are elite in enough phases of the game to win that division. Yeah, and, and here's kind of just another interesting little thing just to chew on. Trevor Story now goes from Colorado to Boston. If he struggles, does he start to push the issue because he hears the media that to me is another interesting little thing to watch. I think Trevor Story's too good of a baseball player for it to really affect him. But sometimes the, the media in Boston, especially as it comes to the Red Sox, is second to none. I mean, let's yeah, let's be real. No, it's, uh, Yankees they, might be they, very close. Right, the, the media market from Denver, Colorado to Boston, Massachusetts, or New York is completely different. So that to me is also kind of a you want to yeah. I don't think it's the biggest issue, but that one will be one to see how that plays out. Yeah, 100%. CJ, biggest question for your Bronx Bombers, what is it? Biggest question I have for the Yankees is simple. What's your starting rotation look like behind Garrett Cole? Man, I mean, um, I'll tell you, though, Severino, I, Montgomery, Talion, Cortez, I mean, those aren't bad. No, they aren't. But here's my thing, and, and I like Nestor Cortez, and I'm actually going to get to see him pitch um, when, when we go up uh, to see them play Cleveland. Um, if if everything holds out, I'll miss Garrett Cole by, you know, the Mario. You never know. Things can happen. Things can happen. But as of right now, it looks like I'm going to get Super Mario's brother. Um, <laughs> do, do, but, do, 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 do. but they do um, – you know, I, like I said, I, I've liked what I've seen out of spring training. Sevy's stuff looks like it has pop again. He's got command of it. Um, Talion looks really good. Montgomery you know, is, is pitching well, but let's you know that to me is kind of the the thing. Can can you get some real good consistent innings out of that? Not overtax that bullpen early. Um, you know, and then because lineup wise, I think they're going to be okay, but can they keep guys healthy? Stanton's had some health issues. 
Judge is no exception to that. Now, granted, last year he played in a bunch of games, but you know, does he really? Can you keep him off? Aaron Hicks, for the love of God, Aaron Hicks, stay on the baseball field. Hey, see, let me ask you this real quick about Aaron Hicks. And I say this with as much love and respect as I can to a guy who loves the Yankees. Why does everyone think he's so great? And well, I, I, I mean, he's a two thirty three career hitter, right? Aaron Hicks has never hit, except for one season, more than 15 home runs in a season. He is 2018 year. He had 27 homers, 79 RBIs, by far the best year of his career. Other than that, I don't think he's ever hit. He has never hit above 250 either in a season. Well, that 2018 was by far his healthiest year. Um, He had some help in the lineup. He had some protection, which means he got to see some pitches, and that's going to be the key. Is if they can in the lineup. CJ, let me ask you: Is Aaron Hicks that much better than Andrew McCutcheon? I don't think so. Well, I, I think the difference is, and I think this is what really helps Hicks, is his ability to patrol that center field, his length out there really helps. He can cover a lot of ground. Um, he's got a decent arm. He, I take the guy in center field in New York uh, over in Flushing, uh, Starling Marte over him any day, though, buddy. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing, too, is and I, and I think if Hicks stays healthy in that lineup, I think he's going to hit better defensively. He's good. Yeah, is Marte better? Probably, but I don't really, in all honesty, at some point, I, and I've said this for the longer it goes, unless I don't think it's true, but I think at some point, Judge was supposed to kind of take over center, and it just, you never, they never moved him over there. Um, could it happen of, this year if you get a if you get Gallo hitting Stanton? Maybe you want to get Marwin Gonzalez a few more at bats because you now have Donaldson who you can DH some and you don't have to play him every day at third because Lemayu and Gonzalez can play there. Maybe you got to play you know Glaber Lemayu at one of those other positions. Maybe you finally have to move him over, especially if Hicks doesn't hit. Maybe, maybe, and I and I think that's going to be part of their depth is going to be that ability to kind of get guys some days off so that they're not pushing, you know, kind of like what happened. Gardner Gardner wasn't supposed to play that many games last year, but Hicks gets hurt and you just don't have a choice. Um, right. You know, so that, that, that's going to be the big thing for the Is Kalu back by the way, buddy? Uh, he will be. Yes. They're probably around May. Hallelujah. Love that guy. True gamer and a grinder, dude. I wish he played for anybody but the Yankees, but man, is he is he a fun guy to watch play baseball? Um, so for me, the Yanks, it's going to be can the starting pitching be what it needs to be, and can they keep the big bats off extended IL runs, especially Stanton and Judge? Yeah, and I think if you do that, I think that's a playoff team without question. Um, because I I just think their their floor is a lot. Uh, a lot higher um, than, say, Boston's and Tampa's. Like, Boston and Tampa, if they don't do well, it could really fall out on them. I don't think the Yankees are going to have a chance to lose 90 games. You know what I mean? Even if things didn't go well in that division, they're still going to win at least 
80 to 85 games, even if the, the sky falls in on them. Yeah, and I, and I think the big thing the Yankees did in one of the the moves, and I, and I hate to say this, but moving Gary Sanchez was a much need for that franchise because now it takes all that stupid, well, is he going to hit? Is he going to come back defensively? It takes all of that out, and now you can focus on other areas and other things that you need. And we all know Brian Cashman and the Steinbrenners at the trade deadline – they need a piece. They're going regardless of how they have to go get it. <laughs> they will definitely go get it, CJ. <laughs> um, so, man, we hit on the East. You in the end decided to take your Yankees, correct? Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Yankees by a game. I, I think it comes down to that last weekend, and I think they find a way to just sneak that division out. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I don't know, CJ. I, it's it's tough, man. I I, I think that the oh, Yankees... no, no, absolutely, it's tough. I could see the Blue Jays win it. I could see the uh, to me to me the the Blue Jays Yankees are probably going to win that division. And in all honesty, it's kind of a coin flip. Now, okay, I thought for a second there. Uh, do you see the Yankees? By the way, CJ, if you're looking for a little bit of a uh, kind of reason to to back the Bombers, they're going to get the play. Seven games at the end of the season against the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers. Something to think about. If they need yeah, a run, way to end the year. not a bad, not a bad set of teams to play there to end the season. I'm going to go Toronto. I'm going to go Yankees second, Tampa third. I think Boston's fourth this year. Uh, man, I don't feel good about saying that at all. Um, Central, White Sox win it in a runaway, I believe. Out West, the more and more I keep thinking about it, CJ, the more and more I think in the end I'm going to go Houston. And I'm going to go with them over, I don't know. I think it'll end up being Anaheim, the LAA Angels, and uh, barely over them. But I also think Seattle's going to make a push. I actually kind of think that – um that the Oakland might actually kind of have a down year. No, I think that's fair. So playoff teams for you. You going with three teams out of the East? I've got I've got the Jays and the Yankees out of the East. I've got the White Sox. And the Twins find a way to sneak in. Ooh, okay. Two more out west, buddy. Yeah, the Astros. Oh, the Astros win the West. Going back to the East? Because <laughs> I think you almost have to, right? Yeah, and then yeah, and then the Rays. The Rays get in as well. Rays um, find a way. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to say that each division gets two, but I just can't trust anybody else out in the West. Um, That's, man, I am with you too, CJ. I think like the, the format sets up for there to be two teams from each division, right? But I just have a feeling that we're going to see three from potentially the NL East 
or the AL East, both of those divisions might end up getting three teams in a piece. Yeah, and you and here's the crazy thing is you could end up in this funky world where crazily enough if all four if stars align correctly, you could get four from the East end. Yeah, that'd be tough though, I think just because of the balance of the divisions. Correct. I think that would be tough because of the balance in the divisions. But would it shock you if you're going into the last week of the you know, those last two seasons series of the seasons going well, hey, hold on, there's still four teams alive in this thing in the East. I wouldn't be shocked, especially if they kind of cannibalize each other, but I think that brings the other point into it, which means if they are kind of cannibalizing each other, it opens really Yep. It gives great opportunities to a team out west and a team in the central to really kind of make that rise and sort of get in a little more comfortably um, because they're going to play some teams at the bottom of those divisions that aren't great. Granted, every single one of those teams in the east is going to get the Orioles about 30 games, which that'll really help. Yeah. So, hey, ALCJ, I'm going with the White Sox over the Jays in the ALC, ALCS. White Sox over the Jays. And that's tough because I could see that going either way. But I'm going to go White Sox over Jays. Okay. What do you got? I have got I've got the White Sox in the championship series as well. And just for the fun of it, I'm going to let my heart go and I'm going to put the Yankees in there with them. Who wins? White Sox or the Yankees? Field of Dreams game yeah, right there we, for the series. Yeah, we get get the Field of Dreams again. And I'm going to go with the Yankees <laughs> to win it. So I'm going to go with my – but there's also kind of another reason I'm going with it too is – and it leads into kind of – we'll probably do rapid fire here at the end, but because of some of the postseason awards that I have lined mm. Okay. So, CJ, you want to go rapid fire before we pick who we think is going to win it all, or does that kind of go okay. into your rapid fire? Okay. Um, well, we can do that because um, I figured we could rapid fire off the, the two Cy Young Award winners, the two MVPs, and the two Rookie of the Years. Okay. So, um, CJ, I'll tell you what. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let, let's hit up with the rapid fire, and we'll come back and, and give, us, give the champs. Um, CJ, my MVP in the NL, I'm thinking Mookie is going to have a phenomenal year. But my pick, my pick to win the MVP, because I think if he stays healthy, people are going to see him for the first time in a, in a huge major market. And I think that's my man, Starling Marte from the New York Mets, winning the MVP. I like Marte a lot. Okay. I I in the NL uh, came down to Juan Soto and Mookie Betts. I'm going to go with Mookie because I think his team's going to win. My thing with the MVP has always been your team should at least be in contention. The Nationals yeah. won't be. Oh, yeah. So, I don't. I mean, how so – these people having Soto – being the, the favorite at plus 300 or like i just it's not gonna happen man i think the voters want to vote for a guy who like you said team is in contention um yeah, yeah I, I i i went mookie 
I think it's a fair. I think it's. I mean, I I like Mookie too. I think Freddie Freeman could have a really good year as well out there in L.A. Although, yeah, it's going to be the sometimes really tough to win an MVP in your first year. Yeah, and and in that lineup too, you've got some guys that are going to pull from. But I I just I think it's Mookie. Oh, Justin Um, Turner. I mean, he could have a great. I mean, think about baseballs, man. I mean, we're sitting here trying to pick a rapid fire MVP. It's this isn't like football. It's not like basketball. Round bat. Round ball, got to square it up. Weird things happen. You could have a guy that nobody's even really even on the radar right now who ends up hitting 320 with 20 RBI or 20 homers and ends up winning the MVP. It's very possible. Yeah. All right. So we'll stay in the NL. Who's your Cy Young? <sighs> Man, I mean, again, I'm, I feel like I'm getting a little too heavy here on this one team with these awards. I mean, man, Scherzer's going to be a tough out. Um, although, CJ, I'm going to tell you this right now. If he pitches the way he pitched at the end of last season and the way I saw him look today, a dark horse for the for the Cy Young has got to be Adam Wainwright. And you know the voters would love to give it to him in potentially his last season. Yeah, he's always got to conversation and getting votes. Um, I mean, Scherzer will be around, too. Let's be real. Yeah, and, and Scherzer will be, too. Um, and, and you are right. Um, for me, though, I I stayed out uh, stayed out in the West. Uh, Walker Bueller. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, I didn't, the name, it didn't even, I didn't even cross my mind on Walker Bueller. Because he's so understated, but yet he does have some great stuff. Good point, CJ. Yeah. Good point. I mean, he's he's got some stuff. All right, now, so. rookie of the year. I think this yeah. is always kind of crucial and it's difficult to pinpoint because when does a guy come up? Um, Correct. And a lot of teams have to economically think about this with Super 2 and all of that. Um, I mean, the Padres decided to bring CJ Abrams up to start the season, but how much is he really going to get to play with how good that team is? Once the Buckos decided to bring O'Neill Cruz up, CJ, he is my guy. Guy six seven, raw power, can hit a ball off his knee, hit hit a pack of a building in spring training. O'Neill Cruz gonna get a lot of opportunity, a lot of time. I he's my guy. Yes. I actually agree with you. O'Neill Cruz um was the guy I had written down too. Uh, but there is another name I want to throw out there since we agreed on it. Shira Suzaki with the Cubs. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he'll have the Chicago market, especially if he gets going early and he's already up to start the season. You can see where you're going there, CJ. Yeah. But, no, I, I'm with you, though. I do really like that, the, the O'Neill Cruz kid there at Pittsburgh. He would be my pick, but that kid from Chicago is going to be, be right there with it as well. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's go to the AL then. AL, I'm going to start with the Rookie of the Year candidate in the AL. Um, okay. People love this guy. And, man, I think in the lineup that he's going to be in, especially if he gets the protection eventually from some of the bigger, bigger bats in that lineup, old Joe Adele, CJ. People have been raving about this guy for a long time. He's got a lot of, got a lot of tools. I could see him winning it. A good one. I actually, I went Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt Jr. Um, coming up, yeah. almost twenty nine steals in the minors. I mean, the guy's got all the tools to be a superstar. He's going to get an absolute ton of 
ton of appearances. He's going to play every day. Um, I, and so I think he's going to be able to, to stamp himself out because of just sheer because he's going to play almost every day. Yeah, I mean, and he is phenomenal, CJ. I don't think you're going out um, too far on a limb to, to pick pick Bobby there. And, man, anytime you hear junior and it's a baseball name, you got to start kind of thinking. Although, another junior, and he plays in Seattle too, uh, Junior Gonzalez, I mean, man, got a – or excuse me, not junior, Julio Rodriguez. Man, it's late, CJ, buddy. I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, he's going to be very good too. Whichever one of those two guys gets the momentum early, especially if the Mariners are better than the Royals, I think that could kind of sway people toward Rodriguez and getting old Julio the award um, out there as well. Um, but rookie of the year is a tough one to, to peg because, man, you got to have the time. You, you also kind of have – you don't necessarily have to be in contention, but you need to – you got to get the splash. And I think rookie of the year is one of those things where the, the splash of the guy – sometimes maybe overcome some of the substance of the player. Um, Correct. Yeah, no, I, Young, I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, Sawai Young there in the uh, in the, uh, in the the AL. And by the way, I got to do this real quick before you answer because it's, I said splash, and I got to go with a, a Tomlin splash. <laughs> okay, my um, Sawai Young, I'm, and there's, there's a lot of good choices because there's a lot of really good starting pitchers especially aces in the AL. But I'm going to go with a former Bucko, now Yank, Garrett Cole. <laughs> All aboard a Coltrane, 45, man. Yeah, I mean, Cole, I feel like now the pressure's off him a little bit. Been in New York a little while now. Could he carry should have his number two, Severino, behind him. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I like where you're going there with that pick, CJ. I can definitely see that. He's a very strong candidate. Um Man, interestingly enough, CJ, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's a very tough one because I kind of like your thought. I was kind of leaning toward the NL East. As, excuse me. <clears throat> I was kind of leaning toward the East for the for the winner of this as well. Uh, maybe Jose Barreros. Uh, I could see. I could see. Maybe. I don't want to put Manoa on that list, but man, I mean, what he showed last year was so phenomenal. Um, and if they won a lot of games, he'd have a lot of backing. I could see Dylan Cease, Lucas Gelito in the central if the White Sox really kind of run away and hide, which is a possibility. Um, I think in the end, though, man, I love your pick of Cole. And then I would also throw Dylan Cease on there, getting a lot of consideration. Yeah, and, and let me give you a real quick dark for it, and I think it's because we kind of forgot about him last year, but Shane Bieber in Cleveland can still <laughs> spin a baseball. Yeah, yeah. The Biebs is uh, – and plus I can so, never see him on freaking MLB.TV, so it's it's harder for us to, you know. But, yeah, yeah Biebs, so that, that, be, the Biebs horse, could definitely but, be a guy. But they got to be they got to be in the mix, I think, for Bieber to get that, and I'm not sure they will be. No, I, I would completely agree with that statement. Um, man, so MVP. All right, the MVP in the AL I think is going to be tough. Um, you know, because if, if Shohei does, you know, play both positions, play him at a pretty high level, you know, obviously he's going to get a ton of consideration. Um, you know, Mike Trout's still very, very good. See, um, I think if Trout plays a full season and he's good this year, I think it might just be one of those years. It's like, yeah, 
oh wow, we didn't see Trout last year a lot. They're better this year. Let's give a Trout. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously Toronto's going to have some guys that are going to be in that. I think what's going to hurt Toronto is I think they're going to have a couple of guys that's going to pull votes. Sort of like Houston, I think too. Yeah, I, I think that you know that 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 could hurt a little. I actually I went Aaron Judge, and here's why I went Judge. He played 142 games last year. If he plays 140 some again, okay, just random days off, and he continues to put up numbers and get behind him. With the way the rest of that lineup is stacked, you're not going to really be able to pitch around him. I think he's going to have an opportunity to put up numbers again. And I think his fielding is one thing that's a little undervalued. He's a very, very good defensive out. He is and very I, good defensive. And I think he's finally going to be able to put together a full season. And it's, and it's not going to be in one of those where he kind of gets overshadowed because there's there's going to be a bunch of guys. But I think because of how good that division is, he's going to be in the thick of that lineup. He's going to really be the driving force in that lineup. And as long as he can continue, guys stay healthy around him and you can't really pitch around him. The way I've seen him locked in in spring training, just there's something about the way he's approached the game this year that tells me he's ready to finally nap into that and be like, nope, I'm here. I'll rise. Yeah, I could see it. Um, hey, but I'm going to tell you this, CJ. <sighs> Jordan Alvarez out there in Houston. Just saw him hit a ball about 420 feet off to Para. Actually, he's giving up back-to-back bombs to Bregman and Alvarez. But, dude, could easily see somebody from Houston winning this thing because I think, like we talked about earlier, the stigma is kind of wearing away from the, you know, from the banging on trash cans teams. And Alvarez wasn't even a part of those anyway. And, man, that dude is yoked. He can hit a baseball. Um, and if he stays healthy, I could easily see him winning the MVP, my friend. Oh, yeah. And we have, you know, and obviously, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be in the conversation as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that to me is a very hard race to handicap because there are a lot of really good players. Oh, yeah. And like we said, anybody, I mean, you, you could have a guy, you know, let's just, for example, let's say, you know, Minnesota ends up having a, a crazy season this year. And Miguel Sano hits 45 homers. You're going to tell me he's not going to be in the mix? You know, so. Yeah, uh, and, and Carlos Correa could very well find himself in that mix. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, there's just – you just never know because baseball is a sport where it's it's just difficult to, to kind of pinpoint. And, you know, if you get if you get one extra hit a week – your batting average at the end of the season is about 30 points higher somehow. You know, one flare a week, one fillet of fish that falls in the right field, and you get a little more points on that average, who knows? You might end up winning a winning a batting title or something, which helps you potentially win an MVP. Brother, it's unreal to me that we sat here and we've talked as long as we have, but, man, baseball brings that out in us, buddy. It's, it's America's game, man. It's the pastime. It's back. It's beautiful. You enjoy opening weekend here versus the Sox. I'll come back and talk to you here next week, and you you might be already wanting to wanting to get out of some of these deals and, and make a move. Um, <laughs> or, or we might actually want to revisit our picks too. And you know the one thing about baseball too, and, and we'll finish with this CJ. It's so fluid. It's it's a marathon while also being something that like we pick these teams to win the World Series. 
there's going to be so much roster reconstruction and different things that happen during the course of the year. That, like, I mean, it's going to be difficult to to pinpoint it down. And we almost got out of here without actually picking our World Series winners. I'm going to go White Sox over the Mets. You had the oh, Yankees wow. and the Dodgers. Who are you going with? I can't believe you picked. Um, I like the White Sox, man. I really do. Yeah. You can't I, put on a board. Yes. I, I would love to continue my homerism, um, but I just, the Dodgers, what they have, the lineup is so deep. The pitching is so deep. I just feel like that's, it's a six or seven game series, but I feel like just their lineup is just a little bit deeper and just a little bit better. Yeah. And, and see, let's be real. They're going to be hungry. They added the guy who was the leader off the team they lost to in the National League Championship Series last year in Atlanta. You're going to tell me LA's not back out for vengeance? I mean, they're a tough team to slay. Um, and uh, I could easily see see what happens. Uh, and your prediction being correct there, and the Dodgers winning it all and winning it for the second time in, what, three years after not yep. winning it for damn near 30. So wouldn't shock me at all. That's baseball, brother. CJ, I don't know if we fooled them tonight. They might have gotten a couple hits off us there. Uh, you know, early season, they might have had to take us after about five. Quality start, though, I believe. And we'll be back to talk more baseball here next week for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Till next time, man. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.